Gentlemen, we're starting the, bro the chapter of the Brochus, Keitzan Mevarchim. So, how and what brachos do we make? This chapter is going to be all about the different blessings of food. Says the Mishnah, Keitzan, we're starting Pechilamet Hei 35. Keitzan Mevarchim, Alevapero, is in what manner a person, which type of bracha should we say on fruits? Alperosailan on the fruit of the tree. So the, the Torah calls it eights and Chachamim call it Ilan. So the fruits of the tree, obviously you say we're going to see later that's for everything. Then that created the, the fruit of the tree. Chutzminayayin, the Gemara we're going to see today, Berat Hashem, Chachamim gave the wine, a special bracha, as we know, Shalayan Omer Vorepea Gofen, the one that created the fruit of the vine. When it comes to vegetables or greens, you say, Vorepeo Adama, the Hashem created the fruit of the ground. Chutzminapas, and we also know that regarding bread, there was a special bracha, Shalapas Omer Amitzilechiminare, the one that brings out bread from the ground. So, we already said this, that on the greens, you say, that what the mission repeats it, because Rabbi Uda, he argues, so the one that creates all species, species? of herbs, so, or herbage. Now, what is the, the argument over here? According to Rabbi Uda, the more you specify, the better it is. So when it comes to vegetables, we have like lettuce, we have like cabbage, that you eat the leaves themselves, right? So on that, so you would say, we do say what Adama, but according to the Buddha, because you're eating the herbage itself, on that you say, but in a cucumber, on a tomato, thing like that, that is, is not what generating the tree, so to say, you're eating the, the fruit or whatever, everybody would agree, you will say, Bore Priyadama. Interesting with the tomato, might be a little bit of a tree, I don't know if you saw how they grow, but uh, we're going to see that one of the, also, banana, because the, the, the tree itself doesn't last from year to year, we call it Bore Priyadama. But again, Chachamin and Delaha, we don't make distinctions, but Abirda does. Okay, so let's go, this, this entire page, uh, side of the page, 35A is going to try to find what is the source that we say brachas over food. Okay, ready to go? Minane mili, what is the source for this? The Tanurabana, there's a brisa. There's a pasuk regarding orla, we know that all the trees, there's a machok we're going to see in the next page, if it's also in Chutzlaris, but for sure in the land of Israel, every tree, you have to wait the first three years, it's called orla. You're not allowed to eat the, tree, the, the fruit. Then the fourth year, the Torah commands to bring the fruit and eat it in Jerusalem. And regarding that, says the Pasuk, and that fruit is gonna be Kodesh ilulim Lashem, serving holy for praises to Hashem. So this Pasuk is talking about Neta Revoi, about the fruits of the fourth year, you bring it to Yerushalayim to be something to praise, a holy praises to Hashem. It's holy to praise Hashem. 
So says the Braisa Melamed, we learn from this word, Sheteunim Bracha Lifnem Velacharem. They have to say a bracha before and after you eat this fruit. Why? Because the word Hilulim means to praise. So the Torah permitted to eat the fruit of the fourth year, but by praising Hashem when you eat it. So because it's plural, you do two praises when you eat it. Bracha Rishon and Bracha Chroina. Mikana Maravikive, from this Pasuk, Totravikive, Asuladam Sheitom Klum Kodum Sheivarech. It's forbidden for a person to taste, to eat anything without saying a Bracha. Okay? So now the Gemara is going to attack this Braisa right and left. Says the Gemara, Vai Kodeshilulim Lachyudeosa, that this Kodeshilulim, this verse, for that is, is coming to teach us. There's a different teaching that is like this. Chad, again, there's Ilulim, is plural, two praises. So says the Gemara, Chad, one of them, the Amarachmana, that the Torah said, Achle, Vadar Achle. It sounds like I'm making a rhyme over here. So the word Achle is Chilul. Chilul means redeem it, desecrated. So there's two options. In the fourth year of the fruits of the land of Israel, either you bring it, you schlep 25 kilograms of fruit and you eat it in Yerushalayim, and if that is too difficult, you transfer the Kedusha, the value of the fruit into money, you eat your fruit outside of Yerushalayim, but then you bring the money and you buy food in Yerushalayim without money. So that is called Chilul, which is from the word Chol, which is take away the Kedusha, transfer the Kedusha of the fruit into money, and then the other, and then go back and eat it. So the word Chilul and Hilul, the He and the Ches are very similar. So Chachami make a drasha from the word Chilul and make it Chilul with a Ches, and then eat it. That is one, because it's in plural, Hilulim. So that's one of them, Veidach. And the second one is to teach us the following, Davara taun shira taun chilul. Vesheno taun shira in taul chilul. So you might have thought that any fruit, so <coughs> Orla, which is the provision of the first three years, applies to absolutely any tree. Uh, apples, oranges, grapes, olives, orla, the first three years for every fruit. But according to this opinion, <coughs> neta revoy, which means that the fourth year, you only you need to take it to eat it in Yushalayim, as we said. According to this opinion, only grapes. Why only grapes? That's what the Gemara says. Davar shira, only a fruit that, that is being used, that is going to be used for a shira, for song in the Beta Migdash, and we're going to see soon that that is only the wine that the Levim, soon Shivana Vesa Migdash, and this is going to be singing the Vesa Migdash. Ah, oh, Anthony, Anthony, so, but you are the singer, he's the Mullah of the Schlepper. But okay, <laughs> yeah, you better start learning how to sing. So, Bezat Hashem, Shivana Vesa Migdash, Vemena Vyameinu, you're going to be singing when, you, when, the, when, the, when they bring the offerings. At what time does the Levim sing? When they bring the offering, they do the libations of wine. 
At that point, the Levim sing. So this rush is like this. Only a fruit that is being used for singing, which is the grape, which is the wine, at the time of the libation in the Mizbeach, in the altar, only that requires neta revoy. Only that requires, if you are in Haifa, and you, you, you grow, you, you have uh, wine, so only the grapes and the wine that is used for Shira in the fourth year has to be taken to Jerusalem. But if you have a kibbutz and they grow uh, oranges, according to his opinion, you don't have to do the fourth year of the oranges in Jerusalem. You eat your oranges in your kibbutz, just make a bracha before and after. Now, how do we know this, that only grapes require Shira? Please remember these two names. You're going to find we already went through many of times that Rabbi Shmuel Ben Nachman and Rabbi Yonasan brings the Rashot, most of them regarding to Agada. His, his also has to, something to do with Agada and Alaha. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Ben Nachman and Rabbi Yonasan, how do we know that the Levim would only sing Shira on wine at the time of the Korban? Shenemar. Now, this is an episode in Shoftim with the son of a shepherd called Gidon. Gidon had 70 kids, but then he had another one with not such a good lady. His name was Avimelech. And this Avimelech decided to kill all his brothers. So he went and killed all the brothers. This Avimelech wasn't such a nice guy. One of them was able to escape. So then in Shechem, they crowned Abimelech to be king over Shechem. So this brother was able to escape, went up on, on top of a hill. And, and he shouted to all the people of Shechem, let me tell you a marshal, a parable. And he started saying the different um, trees of, of, of uh, the fruit, why each one, the other trees wanted him to be the king, and why he couldn't be the king. And at the end, he said, so out of choice, you end up choosing thorns to be king over you, and he's going to get back to you, against you. So that's what the brother told to the people of Shechem. You are so happy by helping Abimelech king all of us, and then you put him into king, he's going to go back against you because you chose him as a king. So in one of the examples as what the important people, the important in the parable, the important fruits, didn't want to be kings, so now he's speaking about the grape. So they, they ask, so in the, his marshal, he said, they asked the, the grape, the vine, maybe be king over us. So, so says the, the grape and the vine, you want me to be king over you? I have no time, have more important things to do. If I'm king over you, I am going to withhold to produce my wine. If I'm going to spend time being king over you, and what is my wine? I'm that glad, gladdens God and people. So this is the marshal. So the Gemara, and this is the Rosh of Rabbi Yochanan, if I understand the wine gladdens people, we get a little shikor and we, we get happy. How does the grape, how does the wine make Hashem happy? From here we see, how does Kivyachol, the, the wine, makes Hashem happy? Because we use the wine in the part of the korban that we pour the libation, and then the Levim sing, and then they bring joy, joy, so to say, to Hashem. So that is the source. So, 
again, just to see where we're holding, that according to this opinion, the word Kodesh Hilulim cannot be used for Abraha, because the, the, two, the plural of Hilulim is being used to two things. One of them to teach us that uh, f- redeem it and then eat it. And the second is that only on something that requires shira, that is being used for shira, which is a grape, you, you have the mitzvah of the fourth year in Jerusalem. So you have nothing left for Adrasha to learn about Abraha. Now the Gemara continues. Anicha, now regarding this, it would be going okay. Lemandetani, we're going to see now is a machloikes. If the mitzvah of the four year applies, as we said, just to grapes or to everything. So in the Mishnah, when he speaks about the four year, there's an argument whether the Mishnah should say neta revoy, the I say, sapling yeah. of the fourth year. So according to that opinion, that in the Mishnah is neta revoy, meaning to say every fruit, apple, oranges, it's in the midst of the fourth year. So then it goes okay, because this second Hilulim doesn't use it for the drasha, only wine. So then you have an extra Hilul to learn it for a bracha. But to, to the opinion that teaches in the Mishnah, Kerem Revoi, not Neta Revoi, but Kerem Revoi, meaning to say only wine, Kerem is a wine, is included in the mitzvah of the fourth year, is Michael Emeimar. So again, that is the question, because according to him, you needed both words Hilulim for those drashas. So from where you learn brachos. Let me remind you, we're trying to find what is the source that you have to say a bracha before you eat uh, enchilada. Okay, let's continue. The itmar, there's this following machlokas between Rabbi Chan, Rabbi Shimon Barabi, Yudha Nasi. So, Chadatani, one of them says in Mishnah should be Kerem Revoi, Vechadamar, Vechatani, Neta Revoi. Okay? So far, so good. Shmuel, are you with me? Okay, fine. Now, there's still another way of learning it, even according to the one that learns Kerem Revoi, that, that the mitzvah of the fourth year is, is for grapes. Anicha, because maybe he doesn't have to learn it from the word Kodesh Hilulim, maybe he can learn it from a different source. Iyalif, he can learn that the fourth year is only by grapes from a different way. There's a Gzela Shava. You can make a bridge between two words. The Tanya. Revi Amar. Nemar can leosib lachem tuaso. In this Psukim that we just started reading about the mitzvah of Orla and the fourth year, then the Torah concludes, if you do this, leosib lachem tuaso. Then it's going to increase your produce. Now, we can take the word tvua, which is produce, and use it as a bridge to a pasuk in Dvarim. Over there is, we're talking about the mitzvah of uh, kilaim, not to mix different uh, trees together, or, or trees with, with a wheat. We spoke about it previously. Now, you can also say the word over tvua. You say tvuaso and tvuas. So it's the same word, you make a bridge. So you say like this, male alan kerem, just like in Dvarim, it says tuasa kerem, which is vine 
Afghan Kerem. So then you bring it over here to Vaikra regarding the meat for the fourth year, and you say it's only regarding wine. So then you don't need twice the word Hilulim for what we just said previously. Yaterle, you have an extra word, Had Hilul. So you don't need twice the word Hilulim. You have one of them free, Lebracha, to learn that before you eat a fruit, you have to say a bracha. You get it. Instead of using one of the words hilul for the word that whatever you use to sing for Hashem, which is the wine, and therefore you cannot use it for bracha, that is free because we learn that the four years with grapes from a different source, by the Gzera Shabbat. So then you have one word hilul free to learn before you eat, you have to say a bracha. Now the Gemara asks on this. Velo Yalik Zera Shava. Ah, but, but just to end up this, Velo Yalik Zera Shava. But if he doesn't learn the Zera Shava, you need that for this teaching. Brahaminale. So how do you know you have to say Abraham before you eat the fruit? Now the Gemara says like this. Vinam Yalik Zera Shava. Hold on. Let's say he does learn the Zera Shava. And you have one word, Hilul free for Abraham. Okay? Eshkachen Lecharab. You only have one word to teach one thing, so we would say, okay, before you have a fruit, I mean, after you have a fruit, you say bracha chrona. Why bracha chrona? Because we find Birkas Amazon that the Torah said, after you eat, you say a bracha. So we have one word for one teaching, we would apply it for bracha chrona. So you can say, okay, I know that after I ate my apple, I say bracha chrona, fine. Lefanami nine. What would be the source that before you eat the apple, you have to say Borepriyaetz? How do we know that? Says the Gemara, ah, that's Nishta Kashi. No Kasha. The Asia Bekalva Choimer is all the more so. This is logic. If after you ate, that you are satisfied, and you could have thought, I don't need Hashem anymore. Nevertheless, the Torah says you have to say Abraham, and you have to thank Hashem for what you ate. When you are still hungry, Lokoshikan doesn't reason dictates. For sure you have to say Abraha and, and to kind of request from Hashem, please, oh, thank you for this one about to eat. I'm, I'm so hungry. So that is the Kavachomer. In other words, if you would only have one word and you can only make a drasha, we can learn both. From that word, you say Bracha Chrona, and from a Kavachomer, you say Bracha Rishon. Says the Gemora, okay, Beshkachan Kerem. Even if we follow that, well, we only find that you have to say Abraha regarding grapes, wine. Sharminiminayin, how we would know that other things, other fruits, you have to say Abraha? This, this was, you learn in Kodesh Ilulim regarding grapes. How do you know regarding other things? Says the Gemara, the Yalif Mikerem. You can learn it, it's called Ma Matzinu. What do we find? So if you find we find that the Torah spoke about grapes, that you derive benefit, and the Torah says, before you eat it, or after you eat it, and then Kalvachomer before. So, what do, what do we find? If we find it over there, so we can extend anything that you derive benefit, Taumbracha. So you, 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 you have to say Abraha. So this is a principle in the Torah. But again, what is going to use another principle? Ikale Mifrach. No. 
we can refute this. If we find maybe only regarding grapes, the Torah said to say Abraha, maybe I can apply the mamatin to other foods. Why? There's a stringency, but there's a specific mitzvah that only applies by grapes. And what is what? That the underdeveloped grape clusters, when the owner of the vine is harvesting his grapes, so that thing is called the olelus, that is this underdeveloped grape clusters, you have to leave them for the poor people. So you can say there's something uh, special about the grapes that is unique. It stands out from any other tree, from any other fruit. And that's why maybe the Torah said regarding grapes, you have to say abracha. But maybe other fruits that don't have this halacha, maybe you don't have to say abracha. So then the Gemara say, well, that's not so, so much of a refutation, because then we can apply a principle of uh, when you have a kasha, but if you've had something else that don't have that stringency, you can say, no, I see another food that don't have that stringency, and also it says you have to say abracha. So you see, that is not the stringency that all elus, that is the factor that creates the need to say abracha over grapes, because in another thing, kama. Kama is the standing grain, which is bread. Kama tochiach. Bread can prove you wrong. That is not the allelus aspect, what causes the, the bracha to be said on grape. Malekam, uh, yeah, because in bread, in grain, doesn't have the allelus, and the translation says, you have to, to bench over bread. So you see, so then we can make, again, a mamatzinu from both things, from grapes and from bread. The Gemara says, well, hold on, Malekama, there's also a stringency in standing grain. Sheken chayeves bechola. Also, there's something unique about grain that the Torah says you have to separate chala and give it to the Kohen. So the Gemara says, so now we can make a tzada shave. So tzada shave is, you take two places in the Torah that say, that teach, teach an alacha. Each one of them have a stringency, but the stringency of both of them is different. So then what you do, you take the common denominator. You take the thing that is equal to both of them, and then you apply it to anything that has that common denominator. So that's what the Gemara says. Kerem yochiach. So you, you wanted to say, no, maybe bread, because you have the mitzvah of challah, but kerem can prove you wrong, that you don't need to have something to, to be obligated in the challah in order to, to be obligated to say abracha. Because wine and grapes, you don't take challah out of wine. And nevertheless, the Torah says you have to say abracha. Bechozer adin. And then we can bring back this alacha. Lo which is the nature or the alacha that you find in grape, you don't find it in grain. And what you find in, in grain, you don't have, you don't find it in wine. What is atzada shavashivain? What is common between both of them? That is davashenenevetombracha. It's something that you derive benefit, and the Torah says you have to say abracha. So then I apply this, this principle for everything. I've called davashenene, anything that you derive benefit, you have to say abracha.
The Gemara says, no, I can, I can still attack your Tzadah Shave, your common denominator. But you chose two things that they have also stringency, that these two things, grapes and uh, flour, is being, is being brought to the altar. In the Beit HaMikdash, you use wine for lavation, and you use uh, flour for, for menachos, for uh, mincha, for also for offerings. So then, you cannot bring oranges? You don't bring oranges to the altar? So who says you have to say a bracha on oranges? Only, you, there's room to say, only fruits or only things that have the stringency that they are being brought to the altar, only on them you have to say a bracha. One thing says the Gemara, Okay, olives, you would include, because also olives have that humbra, that stringency, that you also bring olive oil to the altar. So, okay, you say, you also say a bracha on olives, but, uh, but on other things, who says you have to say a bracha? Now the Gemara says, but hold on, the Zayis Mitzad Mizveach, you want to tell me that olives, you will learn it because this is the common denominator, it also belongs to the altar. They have Ediaxive, but you don't need that because in olives, it also says Kerem, which is uh, a vine. The Xiv, Vayevayere Mi Gadish Ad Kerem. We learn with Shimshon that he, when he wanted to re get a revenge to the Plishtim, to the Philistinians, so he took foxes and he put torches of fire in, in the tails of the foxes. He put two together and he sent them to burn the fields of the Plishtim. And it says, and he burned from Gadish, from the um, piles of produce, Ve'ad Kama, and standing, standing grain, Ve'ad Kerem and until also wines. I'm sorry, Kerem Zeiss, until um, olive, all, olive, how you call it? Groves. Groves. So you see that the word Kerem also includes olives, so you don't need to include it from the Tzadah Shave. no. Kerem Zeiss Ikri. Kerem Stamalo Ikri. No. Over there it says Kerem Zeiss, groves of olives. And that is what Shimshon burnt. But when the Pasuk says Kerem, to include it for the bracha, for the bracha Stam Aloikri, that wouldn't include uh, olives. So we will learn it from the Tzadashari. Okay? So the Gemara says, okay, fine, let's go back to our topic. You can only learn bracha on things, fruits that you bring to the altar. Says the Gemara, you're right. Let's try from a different source. Let's learn it from the Shiva Saminim. Look in the note, note uh, 45. So the Shiva Saminim are wheat and barley plus five fruits, which is olives, grapes, pomegranates, dates, and figs. So maybe only those you have to. Uh, no. So, 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 so since the Torah says, because after those, the Torah says also, when you eat them, you say Abraha. So we can say the same thing. If the Torah says, by the Shiva Saminim, after you eat, you say Abraha. So I can expand it. Mamatzinu, anything that you eat and you thereby benefit, say Abraha. 
The thing was, no, there's a pircha. We can we can challenge that. Mal mashivasaminin davashenevetaum. Ah, no, this is a limud. So mashivasaminin davashenevetaum bracha. Just like in this seven species species that you there are benefit, and you say a bracha of kol davashenevetaum bracha. Anything you there have a benefit, you should say a bracha. So the Gemara, no, let me ask a pircha against that. A kasha. There's a stringency with the Shiva Zaminim that you have to do Bikurim. That the first that they grow, you bring into the coin in the Besamikdash, but oranges, that you don't do Bikurim with oranges, maybe you don't have to say a breath before and after and before you eat a, 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 an orange. The oil, and let me ask another Kasha. And again, uh, we only find regarding Shiva Saminim and after Bracha. But who says you, you have to say Bracha before you eat them? Says the Gemara, Kasha, that already told you that's not a Kasha. And you're listening to the Shir. That you do Al Kalvachomer. We saw this before. If when you're already satisfied, you have to say a Bracha, before you eat, you're, you're hungry, all the more so you, you have to say a Bracha. Okay, says and let's go back to the other person that he learns netariboy, that is not exclusive to Kerem. Any fruit of the fourth year you bring into Jerusalem, therefore you have the word Kodesh Ilulim to learn about a bracha. But hold on, says Gemara, is not so glad. Atinach called the that is things that grow like uh, fruits. The lava netia, things that don't grow in the ground, kegon basar, ubeitzim, meat, and eggs, vedogim, and fish, minale. How do you know? They have to say abracha. Again, kodesh ilulim lashem, something holy to praise Hashem. That is only regarding fruit. What about all this other stuff? After all this, Rabbi Isai, we're going to change our direction. Ela svarawo. We don't learn it from psukim. <laughs> So it surprises Rabbi Akiva, what do you mean? So you can say that's only an asmachta. But the, the, the real reason, yeah, you have chocolate, coffee, coffee. How do you have to say a bracha? Svara is a, is a logic. It's forbidden for a person to derive any, any benefit from this world without saying a bracha. Okay, so we are in the bottom of page... 35 still star A. Tan Rabbanan, he was taught in a Mishnah, in a Braisa. Asulola Adam, Shinemi Neolama Zebelo Bracha. It's forbidden for a person to derive any benefit of this world without a blessing. Mehola Nemi Lama Zebelo Bracha. Anybody that benefits without a blessing. Ma'al. Me'ila is somebody that uses anything that belongs to the temple for private use. It's, it's a very serious transgression. It's stealing from Hashem. So a person that eats without eating, eats without a bracha, is stealing from Hashem. Says the price, how can he fix it? Go to a rabbi. Says the Gemara, how can you fix your problem that you ate without a bracha by going to a chacham? You already transgress a prohibition. No, this is what the price meant. Before you eat, Go to a rabbi, and the rabbi will teach you 
Ketzal Mevarchim, which is a right bracha, so you won't come to do Meila, to steal from Hashem. Look in the, how, the, how we learn this beautiful Psukim. The same idea. Whoever benefits from this world without a bracha is like taking benefit from the things, consecrated things that belong to Hashem. There's one pasuk. To Hashem belongs the earth and everything that is containing the, the fullness of the earth. So because everything belongs to Hashem, if somebody benefits without a bracha, is stealing. We're going to see soon more into this learning. Rabbi Levi Rami, Rabbi Levi would uh, bring two verses that seem to contradict one another. One pasuk says to Hashem is the land and its fullness. We said it's in the Alel. The heavens belong to Hashem, but the land belongs to mankind, to us. So the first pasuk said everything is from Hashem, the Aretz, Umloah is from Hashem, and now the second one, the land is for us, says the Gemara Lokasha, Kan Kodem Brocha. Oh, so everything, let's go to the next side of the page. Everything is for Hashem before you say a bracha. Kan Leachar Bracha. The Aretz Nasan Livne Adam, when Aretz belongs to us, when you say a bracha. If people that have benefit without a blessing, you are stealing from Hashem and you'll be stealing from the Jewish people. That was steals from his father and his mother. And he says, What's wrong with it? He's a colleague of the man of destruction. So they come and explain all this. First of all, who is Avi Veimo? Who is the father and the mother in this verse? En Avi Velakadosh Baruchu is Hashem. Your father is God. Shenemar alo uavicha konecha. In Azinu, Moshe Rabbeinu calls Hashem or father or master. Then Imoi, and who is the mother in that pasuk? Ela Knesset Israel. The Jewish people is. Uh, conceptually uh, consider our mother. Shenemar Shmavni Musaravicha Beltitoish Torah Simecho. Oh, regarding the Torah, says Shlomo Melech, listen, my son, to the, to the discipline of your father and don't forsake the Torah of your mother. So, he, he who is symbolically the mother, the Jewish people. So, my Havel Uli Ishmashis. So, what is the meaning that his uh, colleague? of the person of the destroyer. So says uh, the same Rabbi Hanabar Papa, Haveru, he would be a colleague, Le Yerobam Menevat. Menevat was the first king of the ten tribes. And we learned in Sanhedrin that he didn't want to risk the fact that he was a king. And he was scared if the ten tribes make Aliyat Regal to Jerusalem three times a year, they might recognize the real king is from the house of the Judah, not him. So he forbade the people from going to Jerusalem, and he put two places of idolatry in the ten tribes. So he corrupted the, the entire Jewish people, the ten tribes, to do idolatry. So anybody that eats without a bracha, he just like Yeravah Menevat, just like he did idolatry and brought others to the idolatry, if people eat without a bracha, he's showing to people there's nothing wrong to eat without a bracha. So that is terrible. 
Sheishchis es Israel Avim Sheva Shemaim that he corrupted and he destroyed uh, the Jewish people from the loyalty to Hashem. Now I think I forgot at the very beginning of the page. Look in the top Rashi. If you eat without a bracha, you are stealing from Hashem. So there's two opinions why you're stealing. Either you're stealing his bracha that belongs to Hashem, or some say you're stealing the food that belongs to him because we said Hashem everything belongs to Hashem. So by eating without bracha, you're stealing from him. Now, uh, why look in top Rashi of Knesset Israel? Why are you stealing from the Jewish people? because when you transgress so we don't get the blessing on the fruits and Hashem makes the fruits not to grow properly so you are damaging the produce of the Jewish people and then in the next Rashi also because when you eat and you say was something wrong people learn from you to ah you are not careful with mitzvahs, you eat trafers, you don't keep Shabbos. So people say, you see, it's not a big deal. So you, a person would be destroying the Jewish people. So that's why it's very important to eat saying a brach. He brings a seeming contradiction. In one pasuk in Yoshea, Hashem calls, When the Jewish people don't listen to Hashem, Hashem says, I'm going to remove my grain in its time from you. But in the Shema says, In the second paragraph of the Shema, it says, and you will gather your grain. So is the grain Hashem's or is the grain ours? Says Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa Lokasha, if the Jewish people follow the will of Hashem and we do mitzvahs, the grain is considered ours. But if we don't, then the grain doesn't belong to us, belongs to Hashem. Now is a beautiful b'raisa with a very famous teaching. Tan says in the Shemayin, the second paragraph, the Safta de Ganecha, we already brought this, and you gather your grain. So what is this coming to teach us? It wasn't necessary. The Torah says, and if you follow my mitzvahs, Hashem is going to bless you. You're going to have a grain and wine and olives and everything. And you're going to gather it. It's extra. You don't need to tell me. Obviously, if I'm going to have all that, I'm going to gather it. So what is the Torah coming to teach us by telling us those words? Because it's written regarding Yeshua. Hashem told Yeshua, and this applies to every single Jew, not only to Yeshua, the, 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 the book of the Torah shouldn't depart from your mouth. Meaning to say, meaning to say 24-7 you have to be learning Torah. I could have taken this Pasuk literally. That's why I need the other Pasuk, you should gather your grain. To tell us, you can, uh, you, you can conduct yourself as you learn and also to, to make a livelihood. So, so this is Rabbi Ishmael Zetana Shita, that a Jew should combine learning and working. And this is also Mishnah Pirkeabos. In the second chapter of Pirkeabos, also Raman Gamliel the son of Rav Yudha Anasi says the same thing.
It's nice to combine learning and working. But he comes to Rashbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yoichayakadosh, and he says, No! Could it be that a person is going to be plowing at the, at the plan of plowing? He's going to be sowing at the time of sowing. He's going to be harvesting at the time of harvest. He's going to be threshing at the time of thresh. And he's going to be winnowing at the time of the wind. So he's going to be so busy being a farmer when he's going to have time to do that. Yaimi! When we are doing the will of Hashem, we are devoted just to learning and doing mitzvahs, then our work is going to be done through others. And strangers will arise and shepherd your flocks. You see from the Pasuk, when we're doing the right thing, Others are going to go work for us. I, I think it was Rabbi Yaakov Weimers that said, it doesn't even have to be other people. It can be like today. Everything's done through machines. And look with artificial intelligence, where, we, where we're heading to. In 20 years, you, you, you won't need to do anything. Everything's going to be done by computers and machines. So wh- wh- what are we going to do? Learn Torah 24-7. So we can be devoting Torah. So this is Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Shimon. And continues Rabbi Shimon, but when we don't do the will of Hashem, that's when we have to work. When we're negligent in Abodos Hashem, then we have to be working. You're going to be, need, need to go and gather your own grain. You see over there in the funos, everybody, there's a famous kasha. Toysus bring, everybody brings it. But one second, the pasuk v'asavtar d'ganech is in the Shema. V'ayam shamot Ishmael mitvoyisai. That pasuk v'asavtar d'ganecha is when we're doing the will of Hashem. How can we shimmer you say? Is when we don't do it. So you, over there in the funos says, no, you have to put a stop. Uh, Hashem is going to give us your blessing. Stop. But then, if you are not doing the Ratzon Hashem, v'asavtar d'ganecha, you're going to have to go and work. The Rebbe brings a beautiful idea. This entire second paragraph is in plural. Why Basafta de Ganech is in singular? Because for majority of the people, we're going to see next, next uh, passage in the Gemara, majority of the Jewish people, they need to be working. But if you belong to the minority that could be learning the whole day, and that's what he says in singular, Basafta de Ganecha, for you, that you are from the Yechidim, from the unique people that you can you have the spilke, you have spilkes in your tuches, you can sit down and learn the whole day. For you to go and work is not the right thing. That's why Vesafta Dechanecha will be You're not doing the, 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 the will of a ship. And not only that, when you're not doing the will of Hashem, you're going to have to end up working for others, for non-Jews. Says over there in the Klalos of Tuanim, you end up working for your enemies. Many years after that, Rabbi Shimon was a Tanavai, it was hundreds of years after that. Many did, like Rabbi Shmuel, to combine work and learning, and they also be Yodan, and they were successful to combine both. But many tried Kerabi Shimon Bar Yochai, will also be Yodan, and they weren't successful. Again, why? Because many, Arbe, 
to be an abrech the entire day is not for the masses, it's only for the Yechidim. So that's why Arabe also, uh, Arabe also, many try to do like a Shimon Barichai, but the f- for the masses it doesn't work. Only the Yechidim, you have to, to look in your helic in life, your personality, you were meant to be a person, that is the holy only learning. O male Robe, le Rabbanan, Robe would teach his uh, students. Please, I ask you a favor. In the month of Nisan and the month of Tishrei, look in Rashi, in Nisan is the month of the harvest of the grain. And Tishrei is the month of the harvest of wine, of grapes and olives. So according to Rashi, in those months that there's a lot of Parnassah available, don't come to here, to the base of Medrash, so for you not to be troubled yourself with Parnassah throughout the entire year. So there's two ways of understanding what Robert would tell the students. First of all, if in these two months there's more of an opportunity of making Parnassah, use the opportunity. Work two months a year, get enough Parnassah, and then the rest ten months a year you can learn. That's one way of learning Rashi, learning the Gemara. Another way is that not specifically because in those two months, but do that, that idea that work some time of the year, earn money, and the rest of the year you can go and learn. Amar Amar the famous Rabbi Bore, come and take a look. The difference between the initial early generation and the later generations. Those Arishon in the early generations, as Sutrasan Keva Melachtan Arai, they made the Torah learning the fixed thing. Every day they knew from this time to that time are learning Torah. Umelachtan and their Melach, their labor, Arai, there was after that, you know, you, you, here and there you do some business. And says, Zu Vizuni Skaima Beyodan. Both of them re- remained. Both of them were successful in their hands. This was the early generations. In the later generations, they, 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 they did the other way around. The fixing, the fixed thing was to work. They would labor in fixed times, and the Torah here and there, whenever you have a chance, they weren't successful neither in Torah, neither in Parnassah. Now another teaching, also showing the, the, the downfall of generations by the same people. Go and take a look. Difference between the early and the later generations. The early generations are you magnesium perosen tarkismon. So there's an alaha regarding miser that if you, this is in the land of Israel, if you bring to your house the crops through the main entrance of your house, then then you have a, you have a higher miser. We learn that from the psukim. So the early generations would bring on purpose the grain through the main entrance to the house to, to be higher miser, to, 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 to be required to give the 10% to the Levim and so forth. Doros Achroinim, but the later, the later generations, they wanted to do what they say in, in Afrikaans, Akuns. You know, it was Akuns, like to be wise. 
Magnesium perosen derech gagois. They bring not through the main entrance of the house, they bring through the roofs, or derech haceros, or some side uh, backyard, with derech karpipois, or also through storage yards, not through the right normal way. Gidele potom in a miser, because again, then you don't have miser. They would be exempt from the miser. Okay. How do we know this halacha? Rabbi Yenai taught, the unmisered grain. It doesn't require miser, until sees the main entrance of the house. Look in the footnotes, even though he quotes the Pasuk in the, regarding the confession of the maestros. I had uh, burnt all the holy things from my house. Is a whole drash over there how we learn this Allah. Uh, Rabbi Yechanan said not only the entrance of the house, even the courtyard of the house can make a person already mechuyab in giving my They should eat in your uh, gates and they should be satisfied. Okay, so we ended up all these agathas. Now let's continue on the Dean of the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Now, wine, says the Mishnah, you don't say what a prayer you say what a prayer What is unique about wine that you say a special bracha? There's a principle, something that becomes better when you process it, maybe also the bracha becomes better. So one thing is to eat grapes. Which bracha you say when you eat grapes? But when you eat grapes. So something that changes for the best. Now wine is better than grapes. Maybe also changes for a better bracha. Why olive oil? Olive oil process is better than, than, than uh, olives. In the bottom of the page, the Gemara is going to be in the situation. They will say what it on olive oil. So why didn't they fix also for olive oil a special bracha, just like they did for grapes? Ambri, the Gemara answers, Asa, Mishum, Delo, Efshar. No, there was a technical problem with saying a special bracha for olive oil. What would you say? Nabrich, Borepri, Azais, Baruch Hashem, the one that created the fruit of the olive. Pira No, because olive is not a tree, it's a fruit. So to say that Hashem created the fruit of the fruit of the olive is not truth. Because olive oil was, wasn't created by Hashem, it would be created by us. So you cannot say that. But Hashem created the fruit of the grape, of the vine. That is, yes, Hashem created the vine and the fruit of the vine, which is a grape. But to say over here, Hashem created the fruit of the olive. No, the fruit of the olive is olive oil. We created it, not Hashem. Says the Gemara, ah, that's not a kasha. Venivri chalevore pri etz zayis. Chachamim could have had the word etz in the bracha. Baruch Hashem, bore pri etz zayis. That's not a kasha. They created the fruit, the fruit of the tree of the olive, of the olive tree. Elamar zutra chambra. No, there has to be a qualitatively difference between wine and oil. 
Hambra, which is the Aramaic for wine, Zain, give you sustains. Mishra, lo Zain. Oil doesn't sustain. So because it doesn't sustain, can you live on olive oil? So it doesn't sustain you, you don't say a special bracha for it. Says the Gemara. Can you live on what? Can you live on what? Ah, for sure you do. Mishra, but the Gemara is going to ask a question on that. Mishra again, Mishra is the Aramaic for, for uh, uh, olive oil. Lozain, doesn't sustain. We're going to go to a different alacha, but you see from that alacha, it does sustain. There's a Mishnah that says, another Minamazon, a person makes a nether, and he said, it's forbidden for me to have anything that is Mazon. Okay, we're going to see soon what is Mazon. Sustenance. So says the Mishnah, Mutar, the only th if he made a, a promise, it's forbidden for me anything that gives sustenance, he can only have two things, Maim and Melach, water and salt. So don't make such a nether. Nether means a prohibition. If a person said, it's forbidden for me anything that gives sustenance, <laughs> so you can only have water and salt. So says, when the Gemara was analyzing that Mishnah, they said the following, only water and salt is not considered sustenance, anything else is considered sustenance, beans, rice, whatever you name it. So Neima, then we're gonna see later on the following Allah. And this should be a kasha to the following Allah. Let it be a uh, contradiction, a uh, kasha, to Rabbi Shmuel Damri, that both of them said, Ein mevarchim bore mine mezonos, the bracha bore mine mezonot, different uh, sp species of sustenance, you only say it, bechamisha minim bilvan, on the five grains, which is wheat, barley, rye, oats, and spelt. So according to them, nothing else is called mazon. So uh, look, in this Mishnah, we say somebody was neither from Mazon, he cannot, uh, he cannot have anything, just salt and water. So everything should be Mazon. Everything should be Mazonos. No, over there, Ravuna clarified. No, that Mishnah was something said, Ve'omer kola zan alai. He didn't say Mazon, he said zan. Zan is any, anything that gives some sort of uh, nu nutrition. So yeah, everything gives nutrition except salt and water. But to be called mezoinos, only those five grains. Okay? Alma, what do we see from all this? Mishchazain, that at the end of the day, oil does give sustenance. So if the reason why the Brach of Bonepriagofen is special for wine, so it's because it gives sustenance. Also, oil should be a special bracha because it also gives sustenance. Ela, there must be a different reason. Ela hambra said. Rather, we have to say that wine not only gives sustenance, but satiates. You, you drink wine, you feel satiated. Mishcha lo said. But when you drink olive oil, doesn't give, I say satiation. Satisfaction. Okay, no. Satiation? No. Satiation. Okay. Says Gimora, Ovechamra Misayed, 
this is George's question. Uh, wine satiates. Vea rove. Look, rove. Avashasi hamri kolmadi diom de pisha. Rove would go out of his way to drink lots of wine. Era pesach. To open his appetite, to be able to eat matzah and the seder with appetite. Imagine, no, it's not enough. You can have two, two, two cups of wine before the, you start eating. He even drink much more wine during the day to go to the seder to eat matzah with an appetite. So you see that wine doesn't satiate. The opposite, it keeps you more hungry. Says the Gemara, tuva garir. No, lots of wine opens your appetite. Pours a little bit of wine, side makes you sat satiated. Says the Gemara, umi said klal. That's not truth. Look from the pasuk. Vaksiv veyain yisamach levav enosh. This we say in Rosh Chodesh. Yain yisamach levav enosh. Yain makes the heart of the person happy. Velechem levav enosh isad. Only bread gives, so to say, to the heart of the person satiation. So nama with the said, hamra lo said, only bread gives you satiation, satisfaction, why not? Lo said. Says Gemara, no. This is where you have to read the Pasuk. La hamra is betarti. Wine has both things. Said makes you satisfied, umesameach, and gladdens your heart. Nama, bread, Bread only gets you satisfaction, but doesn't make your heart happy. So we see that wine makes your heart happy. If that is the case, that when you drink wine, you're going to be satisfied. You should also bench after wine. So when you, not a lot, because we said a lot of wine makes you hungry, but you have a couple of, just two, two cups of wine, and you feel satisfied, you should bench. No, nobody fix a meal over wine. He asked him, let's say you're a person that enjoys wine, and today you decide, you know, this meal for me is going to be wine. You have two cups of wine, and you feel satisfied. Should you bench? Let's wait for Eliyahu Navi to come and tell us the halacha if that is considered something kavua, a proper meal. Now, however, people usually don't have meals over wine. Let's just go one more halacha over here to finish the page. Gufe, that same halacha we saw previously. Demar Rabbi Yudah, Demar Shmuel, Lechad Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Shem Ezayz Melechan Avore Peyayet, when you Take when you will see soon when you eat olive oil, you say, What is the case? You're going to be drinking olive oil. It's, it's uh, gonna, um, uh, it's harmful for you. And you don't say a bracha in something that causes you harm. What about Coca Cola? Okay, let's leave it for now. The Tanya, how do we know that olive oil? If you drink it, it's going to be harmful for you. Listen in the following in Truma. If a person is not a coin and he ate Truma by mistake, Truma is only for the Kianim. So if you ate Truma by mistake, 
So it's like this. When you derive benefit, it's not enough just to pay what you, what you ate back to the coin, but you have to pay a fifth. It's a, it's a fine. You have to add a fifth. This is my mistake. But in case of olive oil, says the price over here, because it's going to be harmful for you, it's not considered eating. And this fine you have to add a fifth is only when you ate the oil, when you ate something of truma. So you see over here, says the price, huh? you don't pay a fifth, extra fifth, because it's not considered eating. Why? Because this is proof that all the olive oil ingesting, olive oil is harmful. Now, asach, shemesh al truma, but if you put it in your skin, so we have a lacha that anointing in the skin is considered eating. So therefore, it's beneficial. Meshalim is a kedem, meshalim is a cholmish. You pay the, 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 the value plus a fifth. So we see that drinking olive oil is not good. You're going to say a bracha. Ela de kachele al pas. If the case is you eat the olive oil with bread, hiachi adele pasikar veutafel. No, because then the main food is the bread. The olive oil is something secondary. But then we have a, a general rule in the Mishnah. Zeaklal, this is a general rule. When you eat something which is the main thing and something which is secondary, and I think when you eat guacamole with bread, or with, the, with anything, and no bread because it's a matter with anything else, you want to say the body bread on the guacamole because it's secondary. You say bracha for the main thing, and that exempts the secondary thing. So you only say a moitzi lechemenaret. You don't say bore peretz for the olive oil. Ela de kashile adyede anigaron. But maybe you eat it together with anigaron. What is anigaron? The Amar Rabbah Bar Shmuel anigaronu maya de silka. It's water of cooked bits. In it, you call it borscht. So you cook bits and you mix it with olive oil and what is some change is not is not an cigaron but axigaron axigaron maya let's just give your lines in page lamedvab the kulo shalki any cooked ve vegetables so if you're going to mix your olive oil with them you go back to the same principle the main thing is the borscht is the, the, the beets soup and the, the, the olive oil is, is tough. We saw this rule. You have the main thing with something secondary. And you listen to the on the main thing and exempt the secondary thing. So the Gemara concludes, I have in my skin what is the case and when you say what it creates on olive oil, when you're having that anigaron, the borch with olive oil, but not because you want the, the borch, but you want the olive oil. Why? Because you are pain in your throat. The Tanya, and look at this, Bryce, if you are with pain, where sick with your, with your throat, Lo yearenu beshemen tchila beshaves. You cannot, I say, garger with olive oil on Shabbos and then spit it out. The olive oil. You cannot put olive oil on your throat and go and spit it out because you cannot do the refuah on Shabbos. So what you could do, avanosen shemen arbelosof anigaron. You can put a, a, a lot of olive oil on this borscht, on this soup of beets, ubolea, and then you can swallow it. So you see that this is a proper way of 
ingesting olive oil. Over there, you say, what a priayet, this is going to be obvious. No, it's not so obvious. Well, the tema, there's room to say, even though you're having this borscht with a lot of olive oil, but maybe because you think for refua, for a cure, we have a general rule, you don't say brachas over medicines, maybe, maybe also over here you're going to say bracha because this is just for medicine, so they came to teach you, since at the end of the day you're not getting any benefit from it, and even though it's tasty, but the main point over here is the olive oil, not the beets, you say the bracha, because you want the olive oil, that's what you want to ingest, you're putting it with the beets, not to arm you, but the main thing is the olive oil, so you say what I it. From here we learn, if you have medicine with a flavor and it's tasty, you say a bracha on the medicine. Mm.